Welcome to episode 210 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Hey, Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. So here we are, Sunday night, knocking a podcast out, actually, on the weekend, not yeah. letting it uh, fall to the week. That's good. That's a change? That is a change. Of late. Yeah, of late, yeah. So what's uh, what's new? Uh, actually, I, I, off the top of my head, have no material. You got nothing. No, I got nothing. <laughs> But you have a, you have your nice iPad with all of your materials, so I do, I do. So, that's um, awesome. so I wanted to start. I just uh, with 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 a topic that just popped in my head. Um, one of the emails that I got this week was from uh, Ben Reyes. Oh yeah, he's been a long time listener, and he yeah. comments often and sends emails every once in a while. And one of the things he was curious about was uh, how we manage our time. Oh, he or at least how I manage my time mm. <laughs> or don't manage it as the case may be. Yeah. Cause he's, he's, a, you know, he's under the impression that I do a lot of stuff or I get a lot done. So he wanted to know how I did or did not manage those things. Um, so first thing I'd say is that I don't get enough done that I'm supposed to get done. I am overcommitted. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a weakness of mine that I, that I get myself involved in, you know, a few too many things. But uh, so the result of that is, you know, being involved in a lot of things and having a lot of stuff to do that I have to kind of, you know, at least try and make progress. You have to try and manage your time as well as possible. Yeah. And I was just thinking one of the things that I do um, is I, um, the switch over between things is pretty quick. Like there's not a lot of just like downtime where I'm just kind of hanging out during the day. But you've always said that you, you're not particularly great at contact switching. Well, it depends. It, it, it actually depends. That's, that's a good point. I mean, I'm not good at context switching when I'm on a project. I'm working on something that I'm really into. Yeah. And then, especially when you're talking about writing code. So if I'm on a project, I'm writing code, I'm making progress, my mind is on it. And then it's like, okay, up, oh, got to stop, do a complete 180 and start working on something else entirely. Mm-hmm. That is very difficult. Yeah. It's very frustrating because what will happen is even if I get myself to do that, I still, my mind keeps wandering back to the other project. Yeah. It makes it kind of inefficient. Unless, unless it's the kind of thing where I'm going to work with somebody else. I'm going to get on the phone with somebody else and then I can switch gears. Right. So when you get online with Guyon and you, you guys are working together, it's just going to be easier because, well, for the same reason, when you pair program, it helps you through blocks. You know, you can get past blocks really easily because you've got another mind there. Yeah, well, they're forcing it forward, you know, or or if I'm working with uh, Conrad or Curtis or Amos, one of the guys at Uber, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, you know, they're, they're on the problem. I mean, that's what we're doing. So that, that, that is, that allows me to switch. But anyway, you're right. Context switching is, is difficult. I think it's probably difficult for most coders. Now, if I'm doing things that aren't code based, that aren't sort of this, um, the kind of thing you have to get your mind totally into the zone on, I can switch up. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, writing up notes for the podcast or now I've got to send a bunch of emails about the, um, you know, catalyst or I got to go and coach Colby soccer team. I mean, I can just, you know, just knock those things out one after the other, just yeah, because it's, it's not like you have to get in the zone to do it really. Right. Okay, I see. Okay. 
So anyway, the the thing is, I think is I don't. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's something that I do because it works or something. It's just as a result is that I don't is I switch things quickly. So what's so what's your big time management secret? Secret? I think that's what Ben Ray. Yeah, I'm trying to get to it. As I said, I don't I don't have a lot of I don't leave myself a lot of time to just do nothing. Okay, there's just not a lot of just hanging out. <laughs> you know, just. You know, it's that that sort of nebulous time where it's not really work, it's not really play. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, I was just like today. It's like every 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 hour was accounted for. Every hour, know? every minute, which every is second. so frustrating. Yeah, know? because you don't get any downtime. You can't. You don't get to relax. Yeah, you just want to uh, spend time. Just I don't know, watching TV, reading, talking, whatever. Just with no nothing hanging over your head. You see a few movies every now and again, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like a Friday night or Saturday night, but I'm talking about in the, during the day. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm talking about, you know, up until dinner time. I mean, the evenings, I'm not one of those people who likes to work until two or three in the morning. I mean, I know you like to do that. You feel like you get your best work done at night. I do, actually. I love to do that. I love burning the midnight oil in that way. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. I don't, I feel like I, I'm not, I don't get as, I don't feel like I get nearly as much done. I used to be that way. I used to be a, a sort of a night owl when I was younger. Before I was married, <laughs> before Sandy just won't allow me to be a night owl because she's going to wake me up regardless. I mean, sometimes yeah. she has pity on me and she'll. I guess once you've got bit. kids, it's it's impossible, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, it's like, so what am I going to sleep till ten? And everybody's right. up at six thirty. I mean, I'd be kind of a jerk doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, like I said, Sandy will take. Well, pity I don't sleep till ten. Well, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. or or even nine, right? I mean, I sleep, what? Do I do the, sleep till nine. Yeah, right? I mean, if the kids are up at six thirty or seven, and, and it's or they're never sleeping till seven, but if they're up at six fifteen to six thirty yeah. range, you know, getting ready, and and Sandy's getting ready, and kids are school, well, I'm just going to be sleeping. Who it's wakes really. up the earliest? Is it the young ones or the older ones? Yeah, I think it's the younger ones. I think uh, I think Ari probably wakes up. They're first. just like not regulated in a way. Like they don't have the, I guess, what is it called, circadian. Circadian rhythms. Circadian rhythms, like they're, they're, or, or they do, but they're just very primal, so they're just going to wake up as soon as it's sun. You know, I don't really know who wakes up the earliest all the time. I don't know if it's consistent because Sandy wakes up first. Huh. She wakes up with because the kids always go to her. Yeah, you know, mommy, I want this, mommy, I want that. So, so she just kind of hops right out of bed, or she she'll get up in anticipation and, and take a shower, you know, a little earlier. Let me sleep at least until like seven. Um. Because I go to sleep at more like twelve thirty at night, where she goes to sleep at like ten thirty. I see. So she'll she'll give me that much. Time. So she's bright eyed and bushy tailed first thing in the morning. She's a morning person. I mean, she's a force of nature in the wow. morning. But she prog- slows down. It progressively gets less productive and and less energetic throughout the day. Like you can just see it. Like she needs a nap in the early afternoon if she can. That's get one. funny. Like just about midnight is when I'm like I've got my most energy. <laughs> I'm ready to just like. Is that yeah. when the creativity kicks in? I'm ready to do stuff. Then, yeah, yeah, that's really good. But, but um, my current routine is great because I'm working with Uber Media and I'm going in at two p.m. So I start my work from two to six. Yeah, and then come home. So it's always like I've had a proper day at work. Mm-hmm. Come home and then George and myself we have some dinner or something and then we'll watch a show and and then maybe like eleven I'll start to do some work again and then the next day I'll get up at nine. And I'll do kind of my own stuff between, I guess, nine and twelve. So good, solid three hours of yeah, good stuff. Well, because I've got another client as well, so I do a couple of a couple of hours of client work and then a couple of hours of skyboard. Right. Yeah. Um. It's kind of interesting how that works. I mean, 
I just uh, I I I, some, I don't know when the switch happened, but like I I whenever it gets late at night, I just I find myself my productivity starting to wane, and so then I'm just like screw it, go to bed and get a decent night's sleep, and then I wake up and I can be a full force after breakfast. Yeah, everyone, everyone's just different. Yeah. So anyway, that's I don't, I don't know if I have any answers to that other than the the other thing is I've created my super to do list, so every category has a has this list under it and so that's the only way i can keep track of everything but the thing the thing that shouldn't be no that we we can't overstate enough well i can't anyway i have read in numerous places that it's the worst idea in the world to take on too much and it's a much much better idea to do way less and focus yeah i mean i I, again i think that's a that's a that's partially a personality thing it's like what do you want to do some people I mean, yeah, I think you make more progress if you limit it down to fewer things. You make things. more progress at the things you do. Yeah, I think that's true. But it's also um, how you want to live, live your life. I mean, do you want to do other things or not? I mean, I could not coach my, my son's soccer team. I could not do this podcast. I could not. I could decide not to do Catalyst. I, could, I mean, my life would be significantly less interesting. You know how you were saying that um, Sandy was saying, why don't you coach... So Colby's uh, football. Football, football team. Right. I was thinking, you know what? You shouldn't. Like, there's one thing where you should be a watcher and like... Spectator yeah, versus... Yeah, just, just one one thing. Just one thing. Just relax about one thing in your life like that. Yeah, no, it's true. And I, I probably won't yeah. coach it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think there's a lot to do with that. I mean, yeah, I, it, I definitely suffer... My productivity on things suffers because I've taken on too much. I mean, Epic Nights suffer because I took on Inifu. Right. You know, Inifu has probably suffered a little bit because I took on Catalyst. Yeah. You know, and it's just the nature of doing more things, you know. Um, and uh, But we get itchy feet. We want to move on and we want to try out new yeah, stuff. I mean, you know, it's just like, how do you, you want to live your life? Do you enjoy your life? I, I tend to do things that I enjoy doing and that uh, make my life more interesting. I mean... When I'm only doing one thing, I tend to make a lot of pro- progress, but I tend to become very boring. I get nothing to talk about. Like <laughs> I got one thing, and then yeah. I and then I can talk about it for 10, 15 minutes, and I really got nothing else. And it's I can't s- imagine that. I can't imagine you just talking about one thing. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that's happened when I've gotten completely consumed with a project, right? You know, and then and then I and but you'd always keep reading like the news or what was on Hacker News or just different stuff that was happening. I tr- it's true, but it's not the same thing. I feel like, you know, I don't, I mean, it depends on the kind of conversations you have with people. I mean, you know, if I'm having small talk, if I'm having some kind of, like I meet someone at the park watching the kids and I get in a conversation and we'll, we'll start talking about all kind of random things. And oftentimes I'll say, oh, well, I've read research on this or there's an article about that or hear about this. So it's like articles I read will come out of me, but it's not like I go to Sandy and say, hey, let's talk about some of the stuff I've read, you know? It, you yeah. usually start talking about your day and the things you're involved in and things you're thinking about, things you're trying to do. And so if you're only doing this one thing, you, at least for me, I find I, I get less interesting. I'm definitely less interesting to, to whoever I'm talking to. Like, I remember there's an article, I can't remember, I think it was, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name, Brooks is his, la- is, is his last name. He's, a, he's like a columnist for the New York Times and he was talking about the two types of people he meets at these sort of like summits conferences like these the grinds and the princess princes and the grinds were like the guys or women who are really pushing on something they're they're pushing forward on their company or whatever it is they're building 
And a lot of times they tend to be kind of boring because that's all they're talking, all they can talk about. Yeah, they haven't read the latest books, or they haven't been keeping up with the news, or interesting, just uh, popular culture, or whatever. Right? Yeah, they're just talking about the thing. And once they're done talking about the thing, they got nothing else. They're just kind of looking at you, right? And he's like, well, the princes are people who aren't really making a difference in the world so much. They're oftentimes <laughs> people, but they're kind of interesting people. They're great people to talk to meet at dinner and, and have a conversation with because they've just, they've, uh, oh, I saw that movie and I read this. And, oh, did you try this restaurant? And, oh, what do you think about what's going on in this part of the world? And they just, they're just kind of up with everything because they're not totally consumed with the madness. The madness. Yeah, right? Right. You know, right. the people, the madness, it's like they're, they're great to talk about their thing. But once, beyond, once you get beyond that, it's, um, it's kind of dead. Yeah. Hey, so I want to talk about the iPad. Yeah, go on. Let's go for it. So I'm loving it. Oh, really? I'm loving it. I'm, I'm a convert. Oh, that's I'm really, a, that's I'm good a to convert. know. So, well, like, I mean, what, why? What's good about it? Okay, so the number one thing is just reading articles, not reading on it. Yeah. So my whole workflow thing of saving articles and then printing them out. Well, now I, I've, this week I haven't been doing that. I just save it Instapaper and then I just go and I have this stream of articles that I've sort of marked to read. Yeah. And, you know, Instapaper makes them really easy to read because it's in a nice big font and kind of strips out all the sidebar that, you know, makes it single column and it's, it's great for reading. Um, and, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit OCD about right. things. Yeah. So like what happens is like, I will print out, you know, like a 20 page, 20 pages front and back, nine point font of these articles, like of these, of these articles. Yeah. And I'll do that like once every other day. And then what will happen is I'll read through 80% of it and be like, there might be two or three articles that are kind of long, longer than I thought they were going to be. And they're probably, I'm a little less interested in them or just not in the mood to read them. But I feel like I can't throw away those, that printout of 20 pages until I read those. Yeah. And I have like two of those and I get back. And so I get kind of backed up. Right. I feel like it's homework. Yeah. And it's kind of stressful yeah. and it's irritating. <laughs> but when you save it, to the stream, it's there's nothing to. There's no, yeah, you know, get out. It's like you just how I like. There's no marker points, but that's exactly how I treat my inbox in Gmail. That's exactly how it's I do. The endless stream. It's the endless stream. See, my inbox, like as we've discussed, is is it's rarely inbox zero, but it's usually like inbox three. Right, right. It's it's anywhere from inbox one to inbox. But the seven. endless stream <laughs> is the same as nothing. It's the same as not having anything to do. If you can get over that, yeah. but. It part of it keeps me track of things that I have to do. I know, right? Okay, but what I'm just saying for what yeah. you're talking about here in this scenario, you're you're feeling it, right? It's, you've got this endless stream, and you're like, yeah, that's actually relaxing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that I, I I'm I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying that. Um, I got a, a little, is the Retina display good? I mean, is it nice to actually look at? Yeah. So I, Sandy got me this little reading light that you attach to the top of it. Oh yeah, light it up a little bit more. It seems like it has its own. Uh, backlighting or li lighting of some kind oh. of lum luminescence. Yeah, yeah, that. definitely. Yeah, but this actually—if you have like—if I have all the lights off in the room and Sandy's trying to sleep, I can turn this light on. It makes it a little easier to read. Oh, okay. So that's kind of convenient. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like now. The problem is, I'm fighting the kids for it. The oh. kids are like, <laughs> are they playing all the games on it? Uh, well, yeah, they want to play games, but Colby wants to watch. Um, videos of people making these really complex uh technic lego constructions huh you know because he's really into that he builds these really elaborate cars which have all these you know have you parts. watched any videos on it yourself uh i haven't not a complete video i've watched in like a few minutes of one just to check it out but so colby's doing that 
Yeah. You know, is he doing that? Are they playing video games? So it's like constantly like, where is my iPad? <laughs> Who right. has it? Where did it go? <laughs> and I'm a little, um, I'm a little paranoid that someone's going to drop it. Someone meaning one of the three kids are going to drop it on our hardwood floor or worse on the slate, um, you know, the, the, the tile, the slate tile, which would be really hard. And I'm worried that like it's going to shatter or break, but this is plastic, right? It's not no, plastic. no, it's not plastic. It's a special, um, it's a special glass that Steve Jobs worked really hard. Is it Gorilla hard. Glass? I don't know what kind of glass. I don't, I don't know specifically what type, but, but Apple and Steve Jobs worked really hard to find a, to, to get, what, what, what's the name of that place in, in China? The, the, where they build all this stuff? Foxconn? Yeah, Foxconn. To research how they could make glass that was so strong that you couldn't scratch it. That we, that I'm not was sure strong. it was Foxconn. I, I mean, I, I remember reading, um, oh, it was, uh, it was um, Corning. Was it Corning? Right. But I was reading Steve Jobs' bio, and I think it was Corning. But that, anyway, this 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 is that glass. Is it? Um, and it's the same as the iPhone. Now, what's so. the, what's the how resilient are these things? So, if you're walking along, and you drop it like two feet onto the ground. Is it going to shatter? It, or sh- is it-, it should be fine because basically, I mean, generally speaking, it should be. Of course, it's always possible that it could break. But I mean, I've dropped my iPhone quite a few times, and it's fine. No, your Apart iPhone. From- what about your iPad? Have you dropped your iPad before? Um, I have. Well, actually. I have dropped my iPad pretty significantly. It's so much so that it's got a big dent on the side of it. But the glass didn't shatter. No. Well, that's yeah. So it kind of stresses me out a little bit because when Izzy's walking around with it, and you know, and but still, six-year-old girl, yeah, walking around, she's kind of like not paying attention. I'm just. But it's waiting like a five hundred dollar piece of kit, so you probably don't want your kids. It's dropping probably it. more than that. This is the new Retina with the 4G with the. Oh yeah, of course. So that's that. That's at least maybe seven or eight hundred. But why don't you get um, like a case? I might. I don't know. I don't really like that case thing. I think it looks a little. I'm not that. I'm not so well, into but, it. But at least, at least if you leave it on, then if it break, falls on the glass. No, it's true. I have to find some. I don't really like the Apple case so much. Yeah, I'm, not, right, I'm okay. not a super fan of that. But you know. Um, so, is there anything else about it that you like aside from the stream aspect? Um, I like the idea that I can watch videos. Do on you it. do email on it yet? I, you know, I do. I'll do very limited email because yeah. I'm just. It's just too inefficient to type like that okay, for me. Right. I mean, if I'm if I'm lying in bed, then I have to kind of I mean, I'm not like sitting all the way up so I have one hand so it's like, you know, yeah. one finger at a time. It's just kind of right. inconvenient. I mean, I'd rather just wait and just blast out 10 responses in the morning okay. in 20 minutes sure. as opposed to doing it. But anyway, I'm I don't know. It's 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 pretty awesome. Well, it looks like it's working because you have a nice long list of uh, articles right there. So Well, I you know, I have less articles today than I have just just general topics, things I wanted to kind of bring up randomly. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, cool. Um, I don't think the listeners mind. So, you know, one of the things I was talking about on the iPad was uh, I tried out this little, um, I was experimenting, I should say, with this little coding environment called Codea or Codea. This is on the iPad, yeah? Yeah, it's like a 10, it's like a $10 app. C-O-D-E-A <laughs> is how it's spelled. And it's sort of, it's supposed to be sort of like a rapid application development environment. I mean, not not that rapid, but it's nice. And you can use the but the but the the language that you use for you know the event handling and everything is Lua. Hmm. Have you heard of Lua? No, I haven't. L U A. It's a scripting. It's just kind of like JavaScript. It's kind of like if you mix JavaScript and Python. Is what it looks like to me. Okay. So like. Around, it's, you know, you have like, you know, the function will be function, open parenthesis, and then it'll be like the braces, like the, like the braces that you have in, in um, a curly braces. Mm-hmm. But then, um, if I recall, the if-thens and stuff like has, began, has like an end or something, like a while. Like, it's, you'll see like some of these blocks have like an end. 
uh, yeah. at the end of a block. So it's sort of cool. like script, like uh, shell scripting kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a little cleaner looking than that, but anyway, it looked pretty neat. Codea looked pretty cool. And so what are you thinking? Are you thinking that we could use that for Catalyst? I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that stuff, and we can get to Catalyst stuff in a minute, but um, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it has any great advantages over, say, Python or these other things. I mean, I think they're all, they're all pretty easy. They're easy enough to understand. Well, so well, okay, so we're not we're not into the catalyst. Segment let's do yet. catalyst a minute. Okay, so sure. one thing I was going to say about the one thing about the iPad. So the one thing I need to figure out in my workflow is saving stories and saving text. Um, so for so for instance, if I want to save a quote or a passage, some data, you know, I, I want to be able to select it and save it somewhere. But it looks like you can do that in Instapaper, and you can send it to like Twitter or Facebook or Evernote. Yeah, something like that, which is pretty cool. But so I might try the Evernote thing. I tried Evernote before, but I wasn't really crazy about it. But I think if I so you want to save it on the iPad. So let's say let's say yeah, let's say I'm reading at night. I'm reading one of my infinite number of streaming stories yeah, that I've yeah. saved to it, right? And let's say I go in here. Let's just click this. And let's say I'm reading this, and I go, huh? Okay. Um, let's see if I can do this. How do I do? How do you select text? Okay, the way that you do it is you click and hold down. Ah, uh, actually. Yeah, hold down, then let go. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so click, hold down, now let go. Well, it's sort of in the middle, in the middle of the piece of text. So okay, got it. Okay, so I go like this, I select that, and I go share. Yeah, and then I go Evernote, and then I go Evernote. That's it. Now, I I think I'm also going to have to do that with, uh, and and I think I'm also going to need to set up a pinboard account because, um, pinboard. What's pinboard? Pinboard is like the is like the new delicious. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a very streamlined version of Delicious. It's like the pre-Yahoo version of Delicious. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it's pretty inexpensive. And I kind of was he- hesitating to set up an account. Not that it was any great expense. It's just sort of like I want to build some my own sort of information management yeah, system. Yeah. But i just not going to get around to doing that anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got enough projects. On yeah. And, um, good choice. That's a good choice right there. Yeah. And the, 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 what I just noticed, though, is with um, Instapaper, so I, I would save a lot of articles, and then when I was done reading it, I would just go and hit um, uh, archive. But I've just noticed the archive is limited on here. Like, I, I have, like, my last 10 stories or something, hmm. or 12. I mean, so I some of the stories I was going to talk about, I don't even think are even on here. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of like, so that's, I'm just going to manage, if, sort of, I need to optimize the workflow. Okay. But it, regardless, it's way better than using printing stuff out and, you know, whatever. So, but as, which has been, as per the suggestion of not only you, but numerous listeners have been, have been advocating so this for yay, at least a year. it was a good thing to buy. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, this let's is, move on to the next topic. So, um, oh, you know, so I'm going to clearly switch gears. So you're talking about coaching football and stuff, um, you know, for Colby. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, went to Colby's, uh, or I told you Saturdays we have like all these soccer games and football games. And all stuff. three kids are in football. All soccer. All soccer. And then Colby's also in football. So we had the football game. And uh, so Colby had a great football game, which was cool. And the coach was like putting him at linebacker. And so that was fun. Just <laughs> And I just sat there kind of reading my iPad in between plays, reading, reading stories, and then like sitting in the shade. I'm like, this is great. You know? <laughs> and uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun because, because football is about being aggressive and physical i don't have to be stressed about colby hurting anybody or getting in trouble it's like must be awesome as well like just from the ipad point of yeah. view to have the what you know to have basically verizon yeah that's right. cool. Unlimited i wish data. i had that i'm very jealous about that you don't have verizon so you can just be out anywhere and you're like switched on that's right yeah that's pretty slick yeah that's slick. 
Yeah. And uh, so the other thing that was kind of, it was interesting that happened. So um, I don't think I told you about this, but so we just started his AYSO soccer season the last couple of weeks. He had right. two games or something. And for some reason, Colby just switched off. Like he just was like not really trying, you know, oh, yeah. it was really frustrating because we were losing these games pretty badly, like three, nothing, four, nothing to the other, to these other teams. But it doesn't seem like a surprise because he had stopped wanting to do soccer for the other, but he was still excited about doing AYSL. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. what I thought. But then, and I was frustrating because it was like, I was like, Colby, you know, like you went from being about, if not about the best, if not the best kid in the entire league to being the fourth best player on our team. And we're the worst team in the league. Right. <laughs> like, and one of the kids never played soccer before. <laughs> like, how does that happen? You know, I mean, what? You just how didn't is it have the passion for it. Yeah. So what? So then to yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was funny. And, and, and one of their kids said, which is funny, one of the kids, Matt, who you might remember from the Catalyst session, one of the Catalyst sessions, really perceptive kid. He's hilarious because he's seven, but he just gets it. Like he understands the context. Everything is going around him. And he just says things that are so um, perceptive. It's yeah. just sort of shocking at times. That's why I invited him to Catalyst because he keeps saying things. I'm like, <laughs> that's really interesting, Matt, but shut up because we're in the middle of the soccer drill. <laughs> Quit asking me questions and just kick the ball, right? <laughs> and uh, so... He goes, he goes, yeah, Colby, you're awesome in practice, but you suck in games. <laughs> I was, yeah, you tell him, Brad. I'm like, because I would tell him, like, Colby, you should be the best player on this team. We're losing these games. We need, they need you to try. Why, why, is, why is it? Do you, do you have know. any idea? He was claiming he was tired from football game, but it was like, there was like two hours between, you know, I mean, he's, he's got, he's a kid, he has tons of energy. So I was only buying it. So what happened was, it was the first day we, 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 we start playing. And all of a sudden, not only is Colby playing great, but all the kids on the team are playing great. And we win, like, we win two to one. Colby comes out and scores two goals. First, it was the first goals our team had scored all season. And Colby scores two goals in one quarter, goes coast to coast, scores these great goals. And I'm like, what's going on? And I, and I realize it's not 100 degrees for the first time. I'm like, we're not a hot weather team. We're a cold weather team because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's been like a hundred degrees, right? This that's last week, and our whole team was just killing. And I was like, just imagine what these kids could, would do if it was sixty degrees and raining. <laughs> imagine <laughs> if you lived in Europe. We You'd would be, like be number awesome. One. It would be awesome. Well, so that so this is a good reason for you to move back to Chicago. Yeah, it was just so funny because you know, you know, because he's put so much. He he has been he was so good at it and he seemed to like soccer so much and then I obviously I enjoyed it in coaching him it was just frustrating to see him just sort of just you know lose complete interest in this to kind of lose whatever skill he had and then all of a sudden he just comes alive and he's like okay we got the old Colby back right he's just like doing whatever he wants in the field and scoring goals and then all the other players kind of stepped up too like they saw it, like all of a sudden he scores the goal we're winning now they all get excited and the players who weren't even could even make an impact were like making an impact. And it was funny because all the parents like are getting into it. Like you think, ah, oh, Karen's like, you know, they're, these are seven year old kids or whatever, you're, you know, what, what are the, what are, you know, it's just have fun. But you do get a little excited. You get a little down when you lose. Is there any way to, now that you kind of have an idea of what the trick is, is there any way to manage that? Um, if I could have some weather control device, <laughs> <laughs> I think as long as it well, stays our, below 95 degrees, we're probably okay. I said, we're just not, we're just not good in Sahara like weather. I saw this show once that if you have an ice cold can of Coke and you hold it in your left hand, 
the blood will pump, the cold blood pumps around your body and cools you down really quickly. Hmm. So you just do that. You put that can of Coke right there and it, it's just going to help you. Do that. Everybody hand a... Yeah, they're no, all no, want no, to drink when, it. when he's really when he's really tired, like just yeah. just say, "Hey, hey, Kobe, come here, come here," and give him a can of coke. He just holds it. Don't drink a, it. Just hold just it. Hold it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, hold it. Hand it to an eight year old. Tell him not to drink it. That's that's gonna work. Here, ha- have this can of sugar water at this arcade game. I don't want you to drink it because then you're gonna have a sugar crash. I think you missed the point. It doesn't have to be coke. It could just be something round and cold. Right. I know. I get it. <laughs> so it's funny. Anyway, I have to say that that, that whole thing put me in it. It's as ridiculous as it sounds. So you're in a better mood. Put me in a much better mood. I was like, oh, finally. Like we got the Colby back. All the parents were having a good time. Everybody's happy. The kids had a great time because they don't actually supposed to keep score at that age, but the kids know exactly what the score is. Well, what are you going to do if there's another day and there's no sun and Colby isn't great? Oh, there is sun. You mean there is a lot of sun? No, I'm saying, what are you going to do if there's no sun and Colby isn't great? Probably just beat him. You know, just (laughs) take him out and beat him. No. (laughs) You know what? I mean, at least it it showed me that he could still do it when he he wants to do it. He's still got the spark in the the old boy. That old boy's still got the spark. Yeah, I mean, he could could do it when he wants to. Like, he could just turn it on and and sort of dominate or, or not. But anyway, it was fun to see. It was fun, like That's all of a sudden, and, and and I'm sure anyone out there who has kids who are who are playing sports or doing activities. You try not to get wrapped up into it, but it does affect you. Yeah. Well, you can see the dads out who get out there and their kids are like not athletic at all, and it's like their first year or two playing, and they're just kind of bummed out. They're like, oh, "This sucks." <laughs> it's just really depressing, you know. I mean, it's just it just it, I don't know. It, it affects you. Um. Anyway, so moving on. Sure. So. Remember how I told you, uh, or of course, we, I like, told you, I, told, I, ta- I talked through the entire process of how we bought Facebook on its IPO day. Oh, yeah. And then lost, promptly lost a big chunk of cash. Uh, so I guess yeah, at one stage you'd lost over half of that cash. It's probably at around the half, halfway 50% mark. 50% now, yeah. Half mark. So, I mean, the, the whole idea was not to even hold it for beyond the day. Right. Yeah, you I mean, were hoping that it was going to get have big gains on that I one like, day. Let's just let's just play with it today, and we'll sell it at the end of the day. But the thing is, the whole market thing, the, the, everything melted down. We couldn't even get out of the position. Yeah, and we we couldn't we didn't even know we got filled until that night or yeah, something. Yeah, and then exactly. it was just like, and then I was just kind of irritated about it, and I just said, ah, screw it. And then I and I said, well, let's just see what happens, which is a bad rationalization. When a plan falls apart in trading, you, you pull your risk manager, say, we're out. We pull out a position because I don't know what's going on here. It's not. It's not. It's nothing is happening according to what I thought might have happened. If you'd have got out like the day after, how much would you have uh, lost? Probably about a third. A third. Right. So, I mean, again, it's, we're talking hundreds of dollars, right? I put it, we put about 2000 so probably okay. less. Thousands. It's not that big a deal. But anyway, so I told Sandy, I'm like, you know, let's get out of that. I said, but you know what we should spend the money on? Let's buy Tesla. Right? A Tesla. Tesla is the only, is the one company I'm really I'm really excited about. Like, I believe in it. Like, I'm yeah. rooting for them. Like, I don't give a crap about Facebook. In fact, I don't even like Facebook. So right. I don't care what happens to them. I'm not interested in them. So why do I own Facebook? I care about Tesla just on principle. I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm impressed with Elon Musk. I think he's a winner. I think that Tesla as a company is a winner. I like their cars. I like their strategy. I like what they're doing with their, with the way they're rolling out these power generators. We can talk about. I mean, it's awesome. I'm like you know, I'd rather just I put money in what you believe in. Right. You know. Right. I mean, I, and I've heard a lot of investors you know, sort of successful amateur investors who follow that strategy. And I think it's a good one, which is just like, look, go for the products or the services that you really like, or you think are great and just 
that's a good rule of thumb. I mean, it's hard to go too it's wrong. Cool. On that. It's it's sort of close to ethical investing, but it's more like heart investing, inspirational investing, or something like that. Well, you mean like you know companies? I mean, this not that the quality of the products and services determine in and of themselves the destiny of the company, the financial success of the company, because there are other factors that can affect it. There's macroeconomic factors. There's there's market and competitive forces that can change management things. There's all kinds of things that can affect what happens with the company, right? But one thing that you can determine by not even being doing a lot of deep research is like, I like what they make. I well, think they know, make good stuff. I'm a customer. I think they make good stuff. If I had followed that, if I had followed that strategy... I'd be pretty rich right now because I would have invested in Apple. I would have invested, and and I mean, I would have invested in Apple in the like the eighties kind of thing. <laughs> so you would have lost your money and then made it back. <laughs> and, and I would have invested in Google, and obviously that would yeah. Have, like I, I I just could you know I don't know why I didn't. I just couldn't be bothered at the time. Like it, that was a great IPO the way that Google did it. Why does no one else do that? Why doesn't anyone else do that? Oh, the, the kind of self serve thing. Um. I, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think because, um, well, the reason I think Google did that is the standard way of doing IPOs, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's managed by these investment banks and their incentive is to make a lot of money for themselves yeah. and their top tier clients, right? So they're going to price it in a way that is going to be successful for the company, but also be very successful for themselves. And I think Google... Serge and Larry specifically were like, we don't want to give a huge chunk of our money away. I mean, we want to maximize the amount of money that we're getting from these invest from the public who, who are buying shares of Google. You yeah. know, why do we want to come on an IPO of twenty dollars or ten dollars and, and it shoots up to fifty and then you know or it opens and, and we But it lose. makes so much sense. So why doesn't everyone do that? I, I think because you're fighting against the establishment like this is how it's done right you have to have a lot of resolve and will and and sort of um and only have you have to have a, you have to be kind of a big player to say to to push morgan stanley or jp morgan I mean, or goldman around and I say would say we're, facebook wasn't a big enough player to do something like that they could have been if they wanted to but i just don't think they i don't think zuckerberg is uh probably thinks or is principled about those things yeah, as they yeah. are. I, I think he's he's thinking about other things. He's just probably like, he just wasn't devoting a lot of mental cycles to that probably. Whereas I think Larry and Serge, there's two of them to think about it, right? Yeah. Not just Mark One, by himself. Yeah. They're two smart guys. So they're probably thinking about more of these things and they're probably having discussions about it and says, hey, you know, we're going to buck the system on this. We are not going to do it the way, you know, uh, Goldman wants us to do it because they're going to take, you know, a billion dollars off the table or half a billion dollars off the table. And for doing what? You know, for doing some kind of road show and for selling pre sales for clients. Everybody knows about Google already. We'll do it our own way. We'll maximize the amount of money that we're going to take. We're going to take for our uh, for this uh, offering. And um, we're not going to let the middlemen take so much of it, which I think is is better. I mean, the middle, middlemen like that. I mean, I mean, that's it's just a. It's frustrating to see that happen. I think, and uh, I think it takes takes a takes a Google and a Larry and a search probably to make that happen. Yeah, um, I mean, kind of thinking about the difference between Facebook and Google from my layman's perspective, there was a time when I was beginning to think, oh, Facebook's kind of impressive, and Mark Zuckerberg's kind of impressive with some of the things they've done. But now, when I compare the two companies, it just seems like I don't know. 
the the Google company, all the different things they've done, the way that they do it, the products they create, like the whole packet of Google is like incredibly impressive compared to something like Facebook. Facebook just seems like it's just like one little thing. It's not well. It's one. It's like it's, one. It's one trick. It's, it's a one, one trick, trick pony. Yeah. Google. Google has like a research. I mean, you, you mean the Google research? Or, I mean, Google, Google truly is like the new Microsoft. I mean, no, it's, I think it's, it's better. It's, it's almost like the new Xerox Park or right, the new right. Bell Labs. I mean, they have. They are doing. I don't. I don't know how much fundamental research they're doing, but they're doing sort of applied research. So they're like, okay, let's take cutting edge uh, technologies and let's see what we can do. I can't just. I, I just can't imagine Mark Zuckerberg coming up with driverless cars no he's not <laughs> you know what he's i mean also, also, or, or 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 google glasses or just any of these incredible cutting-edge technologies no it's not that kind of company i mean it's it's one it's one big idea it's a big idea you know this 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 massive social thing i mean it's a it's a it, it you know can span his entire career he can be focused on one thing and and, and it'll you know who knows but but but, but you know a company that is kind of like google that you you mightn't think, Amazon. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Be- Bezos, 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 yeah, Bezos. I pronounce Bezos. He has a lot of that um, sort of visionary thinking. I mean, he's. Yeah. I, I I don't think he's like an Elon Musk visionary, but I think he has some pretty big ideas. I mean, I think like the, you know, starting Amazon as a bookstore and then moving all products. Okay, he probably thought that from the beginning and stuff. But going into like when he made like all the web services and EC2 and all that kind of stuff, simple web services and yeah, uh, yeah, you know, S3. That guess. was that was outrageous. But then I guess the reason why he did the Kindle was because he was he saw what was going on with Apple and their kind of wall garden thing, mm-hmm. and he wanted to kind of replicate that. And he had the power. They had the. Yeah, and uh, he, he's also a big investor, and in, I can't remember the name of the company that did like asteroid mining or whatever. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of there's like um, blinking on the. Was a guy who did uh, Avatar, Titanic. Oh, Cameron. Cameron. He's yeah. Par- I think he's part of it. Wow. Well, there's a couple of efforts, and I can't. Maybe I'm mixing the two together, but he definitely has his own SpaceX, you know, type of play thing wow. he's trying to do. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's of the caliber of SpaceX. I mean, I don't think anything's of the caliber of SpaceX right now. I mean, SpaceX is making it happen. I mean, where they just had their big launch, they're re-supplying re, uh, the space station launch today, right? Has that happened yet? Oh, yeah. I'm just looking. It's number one on Hacker News right now. SpaceX's first official cargo resupply mission to the ISS. Now, SpaceX is a company I'd love to invest in. I wish they were public, <laughs> man. I would buy that nonstop. <laughs> I'd buy that all day long. Well, so um, Tesla, the the thing that was interesting about um is about them. Have you, have you read about how they're gonna, they're going to put these? Um, they call them like superchargers, super rechargers, all throughout the um, these through the country, right? Yeah, and all these major. Uh, they call them like I don't know corridors where there's like a lot of huge traffic, big highways, and it's to be free to recharge because they themselves are going to be based on solar power. They're going to be solar power through Elon's other company, Solar City. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Yeah, talk about synergy. Yeah, and but he no, I remember seeing him interviewed. I don't know, five years, like a few years ago. And that was his idea. Like he was, he said that. Yeah. Well, because the one reason that you want to let cars to go electric is then they don't have to go on fossil fuels and you don't have, you know, not only the, the whole carbon issue, but just the pollutants that come from the petroleum industry in general. Right. Um, And then, 
all of the issues surrounding petroleum um, as sort of like this finite resource and wars and power issues that you know go around that that we talk about sometimes. But when you make things electric, and if you can use renewables like wind and and, and solar, then you don't have a lot of those issues, solve a lot of those problems. Right. Now, of course, now the problem, the question, of course, is, is some people who are critics of electric cars is like, okay, well, great, electric cars, now where we get electricity from? Coal-fired plants. Great. So you just, you just, you just uh, switched, you know, gasoline and petroleum to coal. Well, you don't actually have to go, you know, you can go to nuclear and other things, but obviously that's going to have a change in, and that's going to take time to, to make solar, that transition. But solar tech is going to get more and more efficient. It is. And you're right. We see that. So, but they, they have these solar, these supercharger things. Like, I think it's like recharges a three and a half hours worth of driving in 30 minutes. Yeah. And they said they think that they can double that in, a, in not too long of a time and it's going to be free. It's incredible. That's pretty awesome. But it's also kind of cool because th- if you think about that, right, when you, go, when you go and fill up at a gas station now, it just takes a couple of minutes. But if you actually have to be somewhere for 15 minutes, you create a whole new economy about people staying in that place right mm-hmm. because then they've got to they you know they go to the restaurant they buy a burger they hang out so it's a whole new economy right you could create an experience around yeah. your chargers so it's like okay we make it a really nice you think what kind of people would drive these cars right they're probably going to be wealthier more educated people probably want healthier food probably an upper scale totally. restaurant kind of a whole foods type of restaurant <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have wi-fi yeah. and it'd be like oh we go in this is a super cool cafe and they got this like awesome bookstore and they got super wi-fi and it's like dude i just like going and hanging out this places because the kind of people who meet there it's like a who's who right like you could see that happening <laughs> I right t- you totally could especially around you know la and, and san francisco, francisco. And, yeah, i mean you yeah. could just see like you you want to buy an electric car just so that you can go have a reason to hang out those places <laughs> <laughs> you know because you could see that working i mean obviously it might take some time to get to that point but now what's that picture on the front of your ipad right there you know i don't even know exactly colby is that that looks like the lax like the, the little tower in the middle of lax yeah so colby put it here so colby always puts like um screensavers yeah on and wallpaper on my phone and ipads <laughs> i don't even know how to get them there or how to take them off i'm like so this one is of this like super futuristic look at that like a giant like treehouse kind of thing like spaces like in the jetsons oh yeah 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 so so colby has like a i guess a project this week which is like design a treehouse and so and that's what he that's what he was so sandy sandy and colby have been building that all week yeah and it's just really cool looking jetsons like nice type of um treehouse which is pretty awesome uh, actually um the last time i was over at your place sandy was showing me this i guess it's like uh like a it's like a wooden yardstick that you've measured colby on every year yeah well so birthday. like yeah so it's like you go into a wall and you can yeah and you can see like we're in, in the in the girls too right yeah yeah so it's it's, it's cool to like just see that you know it must be cool to have a kid and just see oh this is what he was like when he was one. <laughs> oh, it's kind of weird too. You're like, wow, he's grown that much. And she made it, right? Yeah, Sandy is she and, and it's it, it looks like something you buy in a store. It's it's like this six foot tall um what how would you describe it? Like a board with a picture like a, a yeah, painting of a football. It's kind of sh- has like a shellac kind of covering. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's designed and it's like painted and it's great. It's carved out. Well, she can, made uh, that. Yeah, so Sandy is candy. She's a woodworker. 
She can do woodwork. <laughs> She's redone our plumbing in part of our house. She redid the electrical. She wired. Listen, we had. I know I've told the story before, but I'll tell you because it's shocking, right? So we had this old crappy analog thermostat. You know, thing you change your um, your air conditioning, your heater. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was this old crappy analog one. It was broken, and we. I remember asking the electrician, like, we, we if they could if they could um replace it with this new digital one we bought from like Home Depot or something. And they're like, yeah, you really can't because it's not compatible or something. So Sandy goes on the web, goes and finds the schematics for this digital one. And they didn't even, didn't exist. I mean, from the analog one to find out where the wiring was. And yeah. it, it didn't even exist. She had to find that was similar to that and then go and, and figure out how to make it work on a digital one. She just rewired that. I would not even have ex- attempted that. Why isn't she teaching Colby Electronics? Well, she's not into she. She was able to figure that out, but she's more like um, she wants to just get shit done, right? Yeah, it's, it's not like she wants to learn for learning's sake. She just wants to make shit happen. She's a very pragmatic person. Absolutely, wow. she's very pragmatic. I, I'm more more theoretical. I'm willing to like speculate <laughs> on things where she's more like, okay, so what does that really mean for for us for tomorrow? Whatever. It's amazing. But yeah, she she can like she can fix things on the car. She can um, build stuff. She can do stuff. She she has the toolbox. We have this big toolbox full of stuff. It's not our toolbox. It's not my toolbox. It's her toolbox. <laughs> would, she, would she get mad if you said that? No. No. She would tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hilarious, too. You know, and if you looked at her, she doesn't look that type at all, right? Right. She's right. blonde hair, blue-eyed, 100. I mean, she looks like your little junior league president type right. yeah. woman, but she doesn't look like she would roll up her sleeves and fix the plumbing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But Colby has that same mechanical, hands-on, he has the natural... Gene. I don't have it at all. So, like, when something breaks, I'm just like, I don't really know what's you going get, on. You give it to Colby. You're like, like hey, Colby, fix this. Well, so what happened the other day. So, like, the the circuit blew, the circuit breaker blew in the office because we had this portable air conditioner in there going at full blast. And I'm like, Colby. And I looked at I mean, It was like all these circuit breakers. And I was like, which one? He just goes in and he goes, I got it, Dad. Goes and fixes it. <laughs> and Sandy is out of this one. Sandy was out of town. I'm like, thank God for Colby. It's <laughs> like That's I don't know how to fix that crap. It was funny. Oh, and, you know, I was talking to his. Uh, Sandy had an event yesterday, and the ba- so the babysitter was helping out, helping me out with the kids at the games. And she's like, she's talking about Sandy with Izzy, and she's like, Izzy, your mom is so smart and Izzy's like yeah i know she's very smart and and your dad is just so smart he's like she's like he's not really he's a little smart <laughs> he's like he's just he's a little smart not really because well the kids come and ask me stuff all the time and i'm like i don't know like ask your mom like where does this go or where is this thing or can you fix this bow in my hair or can i have another go-gurt i'm like yeah i don't really know the policy on that go ask your mom oh my God. well i think a lot of dads are like that there are these policies that are instituted and you're like, I don't really want to break the policy, but I'm not really sure what, the, what policy the policy is. So let's just wait for your mom. All right, come on, let's talk about some tech. Oh, uh, let's talk about some tech. Um, we'll do Catalyst later, so let's let's do some of the tech stories. You know, I had an idea for the show. Go on. So you know how, well, first of all, we've definitely grown up quite a bit. Have we? Yeah. I was looking on SoundCloud. A show that was 19 days old has over 2,400 downloads. This is a discussion show. That's all right. So uh, we're looking three weeks out. We're looking around 2,500 downloads for a discussion show. But why? After four days, this last show is like right around like 1,800. But I, I genuinely, I also again, why? why? I don't know. Well, tell you what, I was thinking, we, if you're a listener and you've just joined us in the last three shows, yeah, you're trying why? to figure out Please what the hell this why. podcast is yeah, all about. Yeah. Where'd you come from? How'd you hear about us? Because this is really, really We're special. really interested in knowing 
why why the new new listeners are checking us out. So I have an idea for advertising. Okay, so go on. Rather than advertising products, what we should do is job postings. So basically, we and it's an idea that makes us money. That makes us money. So someone says, oh, "Hey, oh, that isn't that that I like your thinking." Because of because of Kaz, who a buddy of mine who works, he's doing technical recruiting now. He's like, "Hey, you know, like." You know, we have this, you know, he's trying to find some people work at these, this high-frequency trading firm, and they have offices in, like, New York and L.A. and stuff. And he's like, hey, can you talk about it? Which I'm talking about now. Okay, kind of vert- so he recruits just for one company, or he mm-hmm. recruits for lots of companies? No, lots of companies. Oh, that's good- the funny. But they're just, they're, those are financial, this is the fine, this is Wall Street kind of stuff. Yeah. Trading firms and hedge funds and things like that. But the fact that he wanted me to mention on the show means that we're, it made you think. Hey, okay. I mean, I'm willing to do it right now as a favor because we haven't created some kind of policy. So, so by the way, just we're talking now, just as we're talking about now, if you're interested in the high-frequency trading world and you want to like design algorithms and, and, and you want to live in New York or LA, they may even be in San Francisco, send me an email for it on my buddy cause. Also, the guy, and I know James and um, buddy Ken over at Headlands, they're, they're always looking for people. So, and they're in San Francisco. I'll tell you why I like that. Because it's not just us getting money, it's not just advertising, but actually listeners could genuinely benefit out of it because if they get a job, then they're going to earn money too. Well, we get, emailed, awesome. we get emailed all the time by people asking about career, career type of things. How should I do this? Yeah, should, yeah. I, should I move to this other city? Should I take this consulting gig? Yeah. What should I do about raising investments? And we get questions like that. Mm-hmm. And as we're growing, you know, we're going to have... we're we're going to have a larger and larger audience of the kind of people these companies are looking to hire. And there are listeners who are like, hey, you know, I got this job. It's okay. It's so-so. I, I want to go and work for a startup. Or I want to go work in, for high-frequency trading. Or I want to go do whatever. And we, you know, we can take it. And if, and if someone approaches us and say, hey, we're, we're X, Y, and Z company. We're looking for top-notch Python guy or top-notch node person or whatever. And if we think it's a cool company, we can describe what it is. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the kind of company they are. This is what they're doing. You know, that would actually work, don't you think? I do like that idea. Very nice. Anyway, so. Good oh. job. Okay, so <clears throat> what, what, what would our rates be? I don't know. I don't really know how that goes. But, I mean, you know, I don't, job postings are pretty expensive, Right. I mean, they, they tend to be a little pricey, like when you like on, um, I don't know, the 37 signals job board or the, the, the stack overflow. So I think mm-hmm. those are pretty pricey. Um, and would, we have a really high quality audience. I mean, that's why Kaz wanted me to mention it, because he knows how the kind of smart people we have on our show. Yeah. I mean, like James, James Thomas, who's the director of research at Headlands, the uh, high frequency shop over in San Francisco. He said that they got a number of really interesting, smart candidates from the show, from the interview they did. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Or the interview that we did with him. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, that's a way. I mean, now I that like we're getting a, li- little, getting a little bigger audience here. So, what's your plan to execute on this? So, you've, you've had the idea now. Now, now how are you going to execute? <laughs> I thought about the day. <laughs> well, how about this? If you're a listener to the show and you work for a company and you guys are looking to hire smart developers, smart quants, smart data scientists, whatever... And, you know, you'd want to want us to and you think that uh, some of their listeners might be a good target audience. Get in contact with us and we'll come up with some. Give it a awesome. shot. Awesome. And talk to Jonathan. for Sorry, <laughs> Jonathan. I don't know why I said Jonathan. Talk to Jason for all the friendly banter. And then when it comes to cutting the deal, 
Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the deal maker. You're the rainmaker. Okay. All right, cool. So let's see. What else do we got? Um, oh, man. I had a LinkedIn debacle. Oh, nice. It was a absolute face plant. So it was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. I wanted to, I, I wanted to just see what the UI mechanism looked like on LinkedIn. You know how like when you would send a request and be like, hey, here's what a little message is. Because you, you, you were building it for like a client? For any foo. Oh, for any foo, Remember right, it yeah. was like if yeah. someone was declining a session request or they were saying, I can't do it at those times, but they're going to re- propose alternate times. I wanted to see exactly what the wording was like. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, just because that was the closest thing that I could think of. And I couldn't find anywhere on the site where I could just send. I could just do a a, a, um, a normal um, connection request. The only thing I saw was like, "Hey, you know, connect with Gmail or whatever." And so I was like, "That was the only thing." I'm going to look for 50, like for five or ten minutes. I'm finally like, "All right, so go to Gmail, <laughs> import your Gmail address book." So I go and it goes and it does. It goes imports my whole thing and it's like, "Would you like to send requests?" And I'm like, "No." So I unselect all. I'm like, "Dude, yeah, it's like twenty five hundred." Email addresses, because you know Gmail. If you exchange, it collects e- everything. Anybody you've ever emailed with is yeah. right now in contact. Yeah, yeah. And I say no, and so I just click on one, and I just was just uh, somebody I knew. I was like, all right, this would be like a legitimate person. I should yeah. connect them like then. And it says, congratulations, you've successfully connected with one thousand six hundred and forty-one <laughs> people. Because it was just like the first screen or something, oh, so the rest of them were selected on all the other screens. God, I was like. <laughs> You know when you like your face turns white and you get that kind of cold sweat? You're like, did that just happen? That did not That's just awesome. happen, right? Oh, nice. So, I mean, there's been the good and bad. I wonder why. I wondered why I got that LinkedIn request from you. I'm like, I've known Jason for like three years. Why is he sending me a LinkedIn So request? irritating. Because I know there's all these people who I've met in these very sort of... Um, unprofessional context. But you know what made me think? Content. It made me think... He's re- Jason's a really nice guy. He wants to connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I see. I think there's a range of, of of a range of reactions to it. So there's people who like who like, hey, wait, like people I emailed because let's say they were on an email list of team managers for the soccer league that I that I you know was in three years ago. And the guy's like, Jason, what the hell is he sending? Like, it seems kind of a desperate email. <laughs> like, why would I? Or someone who. A homeowner, because I'm on the HOA, that someone had emailed about a question to the board and had moved away like four years ago. But he wants to connect with me on LinkedIn. Like, but but how many people do you have collected to you on LinkedIn now? I was a lot. It was frustrating because it was like all these emails from me. And then someone were like, hey, I just got this LinkedIn request from you. And <laughs> or I would just get. But I have you just, got like 500, 500 connections now? On not LinkedIn. that many. No, there wasn't that many. But I think most people probably just ignored it. I mean, well, this, this, is, this is luck surface area. Perfect example of Lux Service Area. Just do a face plant, email everyone. Now, and then emailed some texting listeners who I exchanged emails with. And so maybe like a two dozen texting listeners who I maybe exchanged email with sometime in the last couple of years. Who were all just feeling like, oh, wow, really? Um, what's the word? Um, Touched? No. Uh, yeah. Like, Weirded out? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh, what's the word? I don't know why I can't remember. It's like the most obvious word. Um, they were feeling happy, but that's not the word I meant. Uh, when someone else compliments you, what's the word? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking of. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I can't think well, of whatever. It doesn't matter. The, the bottom line is, uh, 
it was it was a nightmare. Oh, oh, the thing I'll say is though, the people who I mean, I do appreciate the people who <laughs> responded and accepted the quest, right? So it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the thing is, I just don't really use LinkedIn, so it's not like I. Well, you will now. Now you're going to get a lot of recruitment emails because uh, these people are going to contact so, you. So the couple of funny things. Now, the, the positive has been that a few people who I haven't talked to in a long time, um, who I, who I've liked, contacted me. They're like, "Hey, what's going on? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I got this LinkedIn request. I'm not even linked on that in, but I'm glad to hear from you. That kind of stuff. So that was kind of cool, right? Because right. I like this one guy. But did you, yeah, go on. Yeah. Shelley Natenberg, who was the author of this really uh, widely used. Um, it's like the big book on options trading because guys uh, call options trading and option volatility, options pricing and volatility or something. And uh, I hadn't talked to him in years. And he, so it was nice hearing from Shelly. And uh, the worst, though. I was going to say, because there's a couple of relationships that have soured that I know. About. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, is like your, your enemies and your frenemies. Like there's at least anybody who's lived in this world for a certain amount of time is going to accumulate an, an enemy list. Or maybe not enemy list, but just people who you don't like and you don't want to communicate with. Well, what about people who, like, you know, there's a couple of deals where people have literally screwed you over for cash, right? right. They're probably on this list. That's right. So I was thinking, like, what are those people think? You know, but you think it's like, I don't, at first it pisses me off because I'm like, what are they thinking? Like, hey, Jason wants to be friends with me now? Yeah, now, like, now no. that I screwed him over, and now he wants to be friends with me. What a oh, sucker! God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I'm just like, with this, you know, reality is, I don't care what they think, so who cares, right? Oh. But it was sort of, it's, it was annoying nonetheless. But the other one that was really funny is I got an email from my ex girlfriend's mom. She's like, "Hi, Jason. It's so nice to hear from you. I got this." Uh, <laughs> from you no. i was just like oh no you know because you know this is you probably finished it with her in a really bad way or something no no i mean <laughs> see the thing is is that uh, i dated this girl for i mean we were together for like three years right we lived together and it was like it's more like an ex-marriage than an ex-wife than an ex-girlfriend when you're together when you're together that long you mm-hmm. live together and her her mom and her 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 husband uh, her stepdad, I guess, live in Pasadena. And I've run into her a couple times randomly over the last decade. And she's always like, oh, we, you know, Robert and I would love to see you. We should go for dinner and have to meet your wife. And I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> because, A, and you know, Sandy's not really going to dig that. Right. And she's not super excited. Like, hey, I, like, yeah, I want to set up this really formal relationship with your ex-girlfriend's parents. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's weird. you know, she's pretty laid back. Sandy's pretty laid back, but there's there's a line. I'm just like that's just not really doesn't good. work. That's not gonna work. And uh, so that was kind of frustrating to get that email. So I had to send her an email and said, "Hey, you know, it was kind of actually a mistake." I really nice. <laughs> I, said, I said I spammed everybody. Yeah, I said, "Well, you know, because I had to explain." I it. don't really give a shit about you. It was just a mistake. No. I pressed the wrong button. Well, I said, I said, you know, duty. You know, I said actually, I, I, I because of a. Uh, some kind of, uh, I can't remember how I said it, but, you know, I ended up e- sending session requests to everyone I've ever emailed in the last 10 years. I said, but uh, it's really nice to hear from you. Thanks for the email, that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, she was like, oh, let's, you know, we should uh, we should get together. And I just said, oh, so I had to be like, well. You're like, yeah, totally. Well, you know, <laughs> I said, I can't, I said her, because her daughter, my ex-girlfriend, had e- had called me out of the blue eight or 10 years ago, the first time I ran into her mom, because when I ran into her mom, her, um, her mom kind of caught me off guard. She's like, oh, well, I, Robert really wants to talk to you. And so I gave her, my, gave her my phone number. 
few days later, my ex-girlfriend calls. Right, right. And I'm like, holy crap, right? Like, last thing I need is my ex-girlfriend calling Is my that going to happen again? Right. So, and, and, and she called, and one thing she said is like, look, I really am not comfortable with, you know, you hanging out with my parents, right? Which I had no intention of doing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I said, I, so I told her, I said, look, I said, you know, Jennifer had requested that we not have like a formal Oh, okay. relationship. So I, and I said, and on top of that, I'm not sure how crazy my wife would be about it, but I said, it is great to see you. I said, you know, <laughs> passing is a small place. I'm hopefully we'll run into each other again. That kind of, I tried to be as nice as I could, but it's like, I got to walk a fine line here. Right. 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 Like, there's like danger on either side of this thing. But danger. that was, that was my LinkedIn face plant. Oh, oh, brutal. I'm, I'm happy to hear about that. That's you like that. that? Yeah. That, that was makes uh, you feel good. Cause next time you fat finger something, you're like, well, at least it wasn't bad. As well, the, it's usually me. The- it's usually the, ju- <laughs> you know, Justin who does those kind of stupid things. <laughs> oh, so irritating. I think it was a really crappy UI thing that would do that. You unselect yeah. all and only select the first five. And then it has like, it was just like five, it was like five LinkedIn addresses shown at one time. Well, they obviously, well, they obviously do that for a reason. Yeah. They, they, jackasses. That's, that's part that's, of their, part of their viral jackasses. coefficient. Really pissed me off. I just, ugh. <sighs> flattered. Flattered. You're flattered. That's the word. You're that flattered. I <laughs> flattered. Yes. They're flattered. Oh, yeah. my God. Why couldn't I think of that word before? I don't know. I don't know. So, let's talk about you. Oh, God. I want to talk double dollar hacker news. Oh, crap. Double yeah. dollar hits hacker news. What happens? <sighs> Well, what, what, which which aspect of it do you want to talk about? Well, you called me and said, hey, did you see what's going on Hacker News? It was like, it had like 30 or 40 points. Well, it ended up with like 80 points. None, none of which I got, by the way. Someone else submitted it. Okay. That's, well, it's just fine. I mean, at some point, you're really not supposed to be submitting your own stuff, theoretically. Well, but I did, it, it wasn't supposed to be submitted. I mean, I, I was expecting no one to submit it. it. It was It did say at the top of it, this is not released. Yeah, okay. So, first of all, that's a ridiculous thing to think because you're telling an audience of going on 2,500 <laughs> developers, hey, I developed this new JavaScript framework. Try it out. Get in contact if you like it. So, so probably, <laughs> you know, 50 to 100 of them go and start looking at it. So, you figure at least two or three of them go, hey, that's kind of cool. What's some of Hacker News? I mean, how could you think that that wouldn't get happen? So, th- so this is why you did told the whole LinkedIn thing because then you could like, Lay into you, you? you? Yeah, exactly. This is your face plant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, well, I don't think it was a face plant at all. I, I, I'm just like, I just think that was just a, a, a silly thing to think that you could have mentioned on the podcast a, a, something like this and that someone might not just submit it. Because they're probably thinking they're doing your favor. Like, that's just cool. Anyway, it happened and it ended up on Hacker News and it was on the front page for the entire day. And it's the, it's the only time I've had something on the front page of Hacker News all day. And I've been like, oh, God, I wish that wasn't on the front page of Hacker News. <laughs> <laughs> Not like my social security is on the front, number, front of Hacker News kind of thing, but it was still more something you didn't But it's, want. Uh, Why? well, there's a few reasons. First of all, it's not, it's not finished. It's not like I haven't put together the documentation for it fully. But second of all, and I, and I said this to you, I knew this was going to happen, that the gem, general programmers were not going to like it because I, it's it's different it goes against the grain of the way that general people generally program javascript it's the indentation of it's different and the concepts of it are different so i knew that it was going to cause but people were really negative about it well here's the thing to- here's the thing the two things that they were negative at were the two things i told you 
The two things that I said, I said, one, what, and people remember, listen to the podcast from the previous podcast. You need to explain the first page. Why do I give a damn about what problem are you solving? Why do I care? And you never explain that. No, because well, well, I hadn't got around right, to right, it. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. But that's, that was what everybody complained about, right? Right. Like, what, why do I care about this? Yeah. So there's this whole new framework. I mean, what, who gives a crap? Right, okay. You know, I, I think there probably is a problem you solved. You just, it's important that you articulate, articulate that in one or two sentences so people go, oh, okay, I can see why this is, might be interesting. Because there were a few people defending you, like, hey, it's, you know, Justin from Texas. Because some people were like, is this a joke or what? I can't no, get what well, that was going great. On. Like, the, 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 the highest voted comment was, some serious guy saying, is this a parody? I mean, I, I genuinely don't understand. Is this a joke Double site up. or is this a, is this a real framework? I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I guess the name Double Dollar probably isn't that great uh, then. <laughs> I think it does seem like people are going to like it's, it's a, yeah, one, uh, yeah, it, 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 I could see people thinking. Okay, so that was, okay, so that was the first one. thing. What was the second Now, thing? the second thing, which was, was that, you can't expect to go against the stylistic conventions of a community and expect them to react positively or embrace something or give it a chance. That's why, like, you know, the whole, you know, how people, you know, put their braces, you know, the, 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 you know, the, you know how, they, how they name things, whatever. I mean, if you can do some subtle, small things differently, no one's going to really notice. But when you just say, look, I'm not going to do anything the way you rest of you guys do it, this way I do it, they're just going to react. They're, gonna, they're going to assume that you don't know what the hell you're doing. And it's kind of like, my dentist told me this one time, it was hilarious. He goes, he goes, yeah, it's hard to take someone seriously when they're missing a front tooth. Right. right? Like, I, you know what? You know, so it's like when someone walks you and they just like, okay, you, you could be a super genius. You could be a Nobel Prize winner with a missing tooth, but you're probably not. You walk up to me with a missing front tooth and you start telling me you want me to invest in your company or buy your whatever. I'm going to think this guy's a crack addict or a homeless person or somebody who's a little crazy or whatever. And now, obviously, I'm going to use an extreme example. Yeah. So when you show up and you say, in this you, situation. But, but, it, but it is because you're, when you don't follow the conventions of the JavaScript community, it appears as ignorance to them. So they go, this guy, what the hell is this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And, and there's simple things to do. You don't have to code it yourself. You can code it any way you want. But if you put out in the formal documentation the examples, you're hamstringing yourself for no good reason. But there's so many examples. Well, it, it is for a good reason. It is for a good reason because I, I believe that that's how code should be, in, uh, should be indented. It's, it makes sense to me. And, it, and when I look at other people's code that isn't indented that way, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is it's such a fundamental thing. It makes me think that they're no good. That yeah, they, well, because they haven't thought it through. Here's properly. the instance where you're going to be the guy in the cabin talking to himself because everyone you're you're I used to code like that. I used to put my braces like that because when when I was writing C++ or C sharp or whatever back before I started doing heavy duty JavaScript in like 2004, 2005. And then I was reading through a lot of like the, the, the major libraries, whether it was Dojo or um, Prototype at the time. I saw what the conventions were and I hated it as much as you hate it. I'm like, this is so stupid because they're not lined up and it's harder to read. But this is my library. I, so I, I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. But I said, all right, I might as well. I got to get with the program. And I'm, I'm, why am I going to fight against something that's as silly as how, how my braces are lined up? As long as things are consistent ultimately my, my eyes and my mind will adapt and they did now I can look at either one and it's fine so and 
the thing is that you were telling me when we were talking about this the other day, you're like, well, I don't care if anyone uses this. Honestly, I don't believe that. I think plan A, what you would, what you would like, what you like, what, three weeks ago, people were listening to the show. And I think deep down, you would love for this to be the next jQuery, whatever. You would love it. You, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> don't shake your head at me. Bullshit. You would love I, it. I wouldn't L- love it. I wouldn't love it more than just doing it the way that I want no. to. And, and I, I'm surprised. Of all, of all people, you are the one who should understand this because you are the one who is so stubborn about so many things and you're the one who goes against the grain so often. I can't believe that you you can't say, hmm, you know what, Justin, I really get it. You want to go against the grain. You want to go against the way everyone else is doing it. I, I salute you. No, okay. Here, let me explain. Let me explain because I, I knew you were going to bring this up. Okay. So here, first of all, I think your plan A, your best case scenario, was that it becomes the next um, big deal um, framework, backbone, jQuery, whatever. That that it's a big deal. People write books about it. You get invited to talk to your keynote speaker at conferences. You're a thought leader. Right? Why wouldn't you want that? Obviously, you'd want that. That would be the top-notch thing. You get paid a lot of money to consult on projects about it. To not want that would be stupid because I know that's what you want. Because then, because you said I, would, I, I want, would, I would you, never really expect that level of no. But uh, but that, but that's that, that's the that's the shooting for the stars. Nobody right. can expect it, but if it happens, awesome, right? Because you said because you were telling me one of the the primary reason you were doing it, or one of the, one of your primary goals is that you wanted to get hi- you wanted to get hired, uh, get paid like any food type of money to consult on the framework. And I right. was, then I was telling well you, because once a few app because the the the, the thing is, I don't. You're you're going on about the convention of the brackets, but I don't think that's what would sell it. I think what, what would sell it is some great products being out there based on it. And then when people see the great products, they would they would get over it. They'd be like, you know what, this some great products have been built in this, so there must be something good about it. Okay, so let me, let me just finish the thing. Because so that was your that was your that was your shoot for the stars thing. If everything right. if all the stars aligned, everything worked out that happened, you would have loved it, right? The second thing would be like, okay, it's an also ran framework. But it's all. It's, there is a community behind it. You know, it's not. It's not backbone. But you know, it is a known framework. I built it. I use it. Other people have, have built plugins or things on top of it. It's cool. There's some sites that there's a lot of blog posts around it. That'd be nice. You know, the third outcome. You're the only one who uses it. There might be a half dozen other random people who listen to podcasts who use it. It's documented so you can use it in your consulting projects. That is. So the, 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 the first one would be the aspirational outcome. The second would have been the satisfactory. The third would have been like consolation. It's price. funny because if you listen back to the show, if you listen back to old episodes of sexing, you'll see that actually it's the exact opposite of what you just said. I said the main reason I'm building this is, to, um, is so that when I'm consulting with clients, I actually have a documented version. Because one of the things that you have to do when you use your own framework and coding style with clients is you have to justify it, right? You have to mm-hmm. justify a framework because the big, uh, the big issue that they have is: is it documented? Is it open source? Will I be able to get other people to code in it? Mm-hmm. And I had said in previous textings on, mo- on more than one occasion that that's one of the main reasons why I, I did Double Dollar was so that I could use it in my consulting work and it would be documented. Okay, but when you called me really excited about Double Dollar, that was yeah, not well, what that, you were talking about. That was about. me. That's the Justin who says this company is going to be a billion dollar company. Okay, I well, mean, that's I what you. That was that, your big. Selling point. I, know, I want it to be a big deal. Okay, I'm just saying you, you can't. I, you can't take I think me seriously it's, from that way. Okay. Well, I think that you. Yeah. You. You. It's. It's fine to go against the grain to fight about a fight a war that's on some important principle. I think, and I guess you disagree. I think that how you land. Well, no, up this is an important. Pr- yeah, I important. think it's stupid. 
I think it's like arguing. It's like arguing whether Chinese food is better than Thai food. It doesn't effing matter. It doesn't matter where your braces are. You can put your documentation up on there. It's like it's like saying it's like saying um, I don't like to wear long pants, and everyone else at the company wears wears uh, long pants. You walk in with shorts, and they just kind of generally irritates management. Thinks you're not serious, and it's like, dude, who cares? Just wear long pants to the office, and then take them off. It, it, uh, and turn your shorts when you get home. It doesn't matter, right? Okay. Well, I don't want to get into too much of an argument with you because I can see you're getting animated right now. <laughs> but but I'll just I'll just well, it pisses me off because you created something that was cool. You give an opportunity, and you shot yourself in the foot for something that doesn't matter. But it but, doesn't matter, dude. Just change the documentation. Play ball with the conventions. Do things your own way on your own time, and give your shot. I mean, make it a big po- make it a big popular framework. When whenever, whenever. <laughs> I'm in your camp, I'm on your team, dude. Help me, help you, help me, but, 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 help you. But, but here's the thing, right? You say it doesn't matter, but those kind of details matter to you a lot. Like when we do a title, you know, if it's misspelled or if there's a comma in the wrong place, or if we write any text, you know, and there's anything wrong you get really pissed off because it's just not exactly right. So because you have an OCD thing about that, mm-hmm. I have an OCD thing about this. That's, I mean, it's the if downfall that, of the, the thing, but it's just, it's my... So this is a sword you're going to fall on. You would rather have no one use your framework and have those have those braces lined up a certain way and not follow jobs for yes, conventions. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because it, it wasn't the ambition of my life to have some framework be used by lots and lots of JavaScript developers. Yeah, that wasn't the goal. The goal of the, the thing that I really want to do with my life is to build some great products and to become a great entrepreneur. Like okay. the framework is just like a, it's just a sideline thing. I had the madness about it. I had the madness about it, but the madness wasn't for the framework to become the best thing in the whole world. It was just because I just had the freaking madness about it. It was just like, I had to get it out there. I said it was like, it was like a, it, it felt like doing a thesis or something like that. That's kind of the, what it felt like. And maybe even that thesis would be laughed off the off the university campus because it wasn't structured in the right way. But I still needed to to do it and get it out that way. And I'm sorry that it pisses you off, and and you seem pretty pissed off. Right I'm not there. pissed. I, <laughs> I'm led. The reason I talk is I'm letting you talk because I always get accused of cutting you off. So right. speak, speak your mind. Well, tell it. me your I've, tell I, me your sad I, story. I, that's it. I mean, that's that's all I have uh, to say on the issue. <laughs> I I feel like you wrote a good story and you def- and you decided not to use periods and commas and and then you and, and you're just like, dude, just just. Just use follow standard well, punctuation, and and everyone will read it, take it seriously. But when you don't use periods well, and commas, people are going to be like, "What the hell is?" Well, this? so when James James Joyce wrote Ulysses, right? So he didn't use you know regular punctuation, and and he was allowed to do that because he was really a really good writer. I'm a really good programmer, so I'm allowed to do that. No, you're not. You're not allowed to do that because. You you can only do that once you get to a certain level. You may be a good, you may be a really good programmer, but you have to have like kicked ass publicly before people will give you that pass. It's like it's like I mean, you read the comments. I mean, the comments tore it apart because of that. People like I can't get past this. What's this guy doing with braces? It doesn't make sense. People were just hammering on it for that one thing over and over again. I was like, dude, that's exactly what I told you. They're not giving it a chance because you didn't use your periods and commas. Yeah, quit being principled. Periods and commas. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So you're the other one right. Everyone's wrong. Everyone in the JavaScript community is an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that in the slightest. Of course not. I mean, you are good. You are a talented programmer, but it's not about being a talented programmer. It's being it's being publicly recognized as being that. I mean, if John Resig decides to write JavaScript in some weird way, he will get a lot of leeway because of what he's done because people know his name. 
right? right? right. Or Jeremy S. Canis, who did Backbone or whatever. There's a handful of people who can do their, their Crockford. And there might be some people who disagree with them, just like there are people who probably panned um, Ulysses or uh, Portrait of the Artist or whatever, um, James Joyce's novel. But I don't know. I, I just feel like um, I just feel like it's a sword not worth uh, falling on. I just feel like... Um, you know, because well, it's ironic because to be honest, in my life, I'm generally very wishy washy. Like, if you if you l- listen back to the podcast, I mean, I'm always flipping my mind, flip, flip, flip. I'm I don't follow through with much. I'm very easy to persuade. This is probably like one of the only things I've ever shown a stand on in the whole show. <laughs> it's just like the wrong one. Too. Yeah, but, but, ah, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's just the way I feel. All right. Well, it's fine. If that's what you want to do, I just, uh, just trust. Well, you know, what's funny. It actually, um, it was making me laugh when you were like, oh, I don't like Python. You've seen like four lines, but I just don't like it. I don't like it. And then I realized I'm like, and I was joking in the comments. I think it was James Robert who uh, said something about Python and, you know, he was, he was suggesting py- some Python resources for education because yeah. we talked about that and i was like yeah he doesn't uh, justin you know mr open mr open-minded i'll try anything <laughs> just won't he, he doesn't even looked at it, he hates it already no i i said that was just a not, but, not too serious but i think you know part of the reason i think um it, it, you know our my python doesn't look that you don't like that out of the bat and also like the racist thing is that you've primarily programmed in two languages that are also very similar javascript and php all these other languages are really foreign. And so because of that, it's like you've only eaten American food and maybe a little Mexican food. So well, no. any other type of food is going to be just really weird and look un- un- be uncomfortable and you're not going to be as adaptable. So it's like if you had programmed in Erlang and Python and Lisp and OCaml or whatever, you'd be like, okay, whatever, dude. Like, I I mean, where braces are doesn't matter because I've used this this bizarre syntax. Well, it's funny. So um, no, I started off in Pascal. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I started off in, yeah, Pascal, then C, then Perl. Um, and I started off programming with the braces that you use now. That was mm-hmm. the, that was the way that I first programmed for the mm-hmm. first four years. So I've got a lot of code out that that used that style of braces. But then I went to work for Elsevier, and um, my boss at Elsevier basically said, "Look," um, and I don't know whether he was correct about this or not. But he said, "Look, that brace style that you're using, where you put the braces off, you know, on the same line as the if statement, that came from the K and R book." And um, the K and R is Kerner, Kernigan and Ritchie. Kernigan and Ritchie. Yeah. The C, and, and basically, the those guys wanted didn't want to use that style. They wanted to use um, the block style. Yeah. But the printer made the decision that to save paper, they would move the braces up a line. So it was a printer's decision. So he's like, because it doesn't make sense. It's, it's not the way that the code's blocked. It doesn't make any sense. He says, so when you program here in this company, you're going to need to do it the other way. So I had to unlearn. The other way, because I'd been using that also Flash as well as is, is, mm-hmm. um, I'd been programming that way. So I'd, I'd done Flash, Perl, C, and the other language. So they're all, bra- they're all curly brace They're languages. all curly brace languages, and I had always put them on the end of the lines. But then once I'd started working Bill's way, right, this other way, it just made so much more sense to me. It's like, what? It, it, the other way doesn't make sense. Like, why... Why is everyone I doing think, it? Although I think that Craig and Richie story has actually been debunked. I think we yeah. talked about that. Yeah. I don't think that's a true story. I know, but but now it's like it doesn't make just doesn't make sense to me. So, but anyway, we we are so we can go on. on about this anyway. So, so, <laughs> so let's let's. Uh, I'm sorry that this. Is I, the reason I was the reason I was laying into you about it is that 
I'm in your corner. I want you to succeed. And I feel like it's like the, 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 it's a, such a minor thing. Right, right. And then I saw, and the one thing I was worried about, I warned you about, and then I saw, and the, 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 the hammer you in the comments, I was like, dude, that's what I told you about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, you know, okay. It must be like watching, like watching your, uh, I don't know, kid or something doing something, making a huge mistake on the football field or something like that. Just, yeah, you just saying. see us out, don't do it. And I do it, and you're like, okay. Um, so let's talk, um, let's see, it's, uh, yeah, let's talk, um, let's talk a little bit about Catalyst. Sure. For our latest Catalyst session. So I thought our latest Catalyst session was the best one yet. Oh, okay. Um, I thought we made the most progress. Um, right? I mean, well, anything? I think the reason why it was good was because we've, we've, it's not like we really taught them anything new, but we consolidated the stuff that we've been trying to teach them and they really got it. So they've really got what we're saying. They've really get functions. They really get repeating. They really get pro the basics of programming. Um, there's still some, uh, like the whole getting the input from the yeah, standard command in. line. Yeah, that's not quite in their brains yet, but yeah. we did introduce uh, yeah. if then else. Yeah, well, they didn't. They, we did if then else. We did introduce some new stuff at the end. Oh yeah, which yeah. Is, which is what well, that's how education works, right? You mm. you introduce a concept and then you come back to it and you you solidify it and then you you you're constantly solidifying past material and introducing new stuff. So the, we kind of manage the chaos, right? Because we use the process of saying play. And then in five minutes, we're going to do some work and then play and then work. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that helped? Yeah, it did help. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, the advice, because I, I happened to listen to the last show um, while I was at the gym. Yeah. I, I was not my listeners are out, listen to our show. And yeah. Sometimes I listen to our past show just so that I can see things that I want to improve on, you know. Um, not that I ever seem to be able to improve on those things, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I look at this like, okay, what am I doing? Um, the... The, the, the things that you were, that, um, Georgie had suggested to you, like, ah, we can play hacky sack and we can play a beach ball. And I'm like, dude, that's not going to work in that room. I mean, there's, there's a certain, these kinds of things, things that'll work or not work can work in principle, but it depends on like the context. How many kids do you have? How big is the space? You know, do you have computers and cords lying around? I mean, you know, certain yeah. things it's just, you know, and it's not like, and it's not like Georgie was probably she was using those as examples, right? She's like, come up with something, yeah. you know? So we came up with something based on, you know, what we could do. One of the things we were doing is just play video games on the iPhone, right? That was better than doing like handsprings right. into the, into the pillow, right? You know, yeah. getting all amped up. So having to play video games, little, you know, was actually So better. did you specifically bring your iPhone so that you could give it to Colby to play? Games no, like. but when Colby asked for it, I'm like, yes, here, just play a video game. They were all doing that. And there, there was a couple of kids playing Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's way better. I mean, look, the, it's not that the kids have to go out and, 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 and run laps every 20 minutes. Yeah. They just have to kind of be able to break their attention span and do something that they want to do at that moment. You know? I mean, because yeah. my kids will play video games and do stuff for hours without, like, doing physical exercise. It's not like they have to. You know, it's just a matter of them to go shift gears and kind of just do their thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, I thought it, I thought it went, I thought it was the best one, um, partially because most of the machines were up to date, even though we still, you, you updated two machines. Yeah. Every, every time we update machines, it's always a little bit of frustration because it slows things down, but we're getting there to the point, like every machine is kind of. Why Windows is like, I don't know whether, maybe they had an old version of Windows, but you have to set the path and then you have to restart the machine after setting the path. Yeah. Any, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't it just know that? Right. Yeah. So, um, 
So what we're doing Tuesday is we're moving to a new space. Yeah, this, Bec- the, that's this Tuesday. Yeah, and as I've talked about past show, the space we've been in is a nightmare because there's a play therapy room with just tons of toys and it's distracting and there's no no whiteboard on the wall that we can use. There's no tables and chairs. I mean, it just sucks. And um, what's the new space like? It's going to be like that. So imagine imagine like a you know a room that's, I don't know, it's probably 30 feet by 30 feet or something. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a pretty good sized room. Um, it's hardwood floor. It's like this old these really old churches, you know, the hardwood floors. And, and, they, and I, she's, the lady said that, you know, it's fine. I could put, I could hang a whiteboard up there. And uh, they have, you know, a bunch of these sort of like lunchroom style tables, yeah. um, which are, you know, which you can fold up and bring out. So we can bring those out. And those are, those are actually pretty low. So for kids, it's fine, right? I mean, they sit at those at the lunchroom in school. Okay, cool. So they'll be, they'll be small enough for the kids, but they're even adults can sit at them and they have the kind of comfy, some chairs that are going to work. So, but there's just nothing, there's generally nothing in the room that can distract them. There's nothing in the room. And yeah. a few things there are, I'm going to go in there early, I'm going to kind of clean out anything. And Are you still thinking of buying a whiteboard for them? Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to go in and install like a big four foot by three foot whiteboard. Oh, and hang wow, it up. nice. And yeah. what, what did they say about that? Did you just she was fine. It? She was fine. I, she's like, well, just, you know, be careful. And I said, well, come, we'll bring a stud finder and a level. We'll make sure it's done. Okay, right. She's great. She's like, oh, great. So we'll get a big whiteboard. I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. That's I cool. think we get a decent space and we have a decent whiteboard. Then we can then we can go over stuff much more easily. Because if we have a whiteboard like that, like one thing I want to do is like have everyone go over syntax. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna explain like I want first example I want to go over is like okay because we've we've showed them some yeah. code. They've written code a couple of days, two or three days. They've written you know some some stuff so they they get it. And I'm gonna, to some degree I'm gonna say okay, let's say a sentence. Hello, how are you? You know, yeah. put two words attached to each other. Look, the you know, one's lower case. That this the first word in the sentence is lower case. There's no period. What's wrong? What are we missing yeah. here? Period. We're missing right. a comma. Yeah. Well, the words are together. I misspelled a word. What happened? So they understand. Okay, language. Okay, computer language. Okay. Do it what did I miss? Oh, we had to have a colon at the end. You know, it's yeah. like okay, it's just like a, it's a language. Instead of talking to people, you're talking to computers. And like, what are the different languages that people speak? English, Spanish, German, Chinese. I have them kind of list them up. Okay, Justin, give us some languages. Right. <laughs> you know, just like just so they know there are a bunch of different languages. This is just the language that we're using. You yeah. know, and we have a whiteboard. We can put that stuff up there, right? And uh, we can go. You know, we just having that, we can write this up and say, okay, everybody remember the four thing and kind of. You know what was what they really did love, and you had predicted this was when we did the if and the else. Basically, if if the person, what is your name? Mm -hmm. And you type in Justin, and then it says Justin is smelly. Right, right. right. They absolutely love that. Like they really thought it was hilarious. Like typing in people's names and saying, "Oh, he's a silly whatever," you know, Mm -hmm. and saying my name. You know, what's Colby? Oh, Colby is awesome, or something like that. They thought that was absolutely hilarious. And you predicted that, done that well. Yeah, you know, kids are kids are simple. I mean, they have simple sense of humor. You do silly little things, and they they love it. And um, and they like control. They like and they like to experiment. They were adding in if if else else if cases. Or but now else, you, you say that the next thing you know you've said to me that the, you think the next thing that we're going to do is to try and kind of do adventure stories or something like that. I think but I might that push that off. Quite, I think quite I'm, advanced. I think we push it off a little bit. I, I I've been thinking about that. I still think we need more building blocks. I think we solidify yeah. the basics. I mean, well, John, um, from the, from the John Wheat, uh, Jonathan Wheat, John Root, John Root. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he sent me a, a long list of different, um, yeah. I, um, environments and things. I know. Hacky, hackety hack and, what? uh, scratch I quite and like Alice. Alice, which is, oh. which is no programming. Um, but basically it's creating movies. It's like characters walking around and making them fall over or whatever via drag and drop. Yeah, so here's the thing. Okay, I, 
the reason there's a couple reasons that these these environments there's a couple of I don't know what I thought about like they're they have different goals they have different thought process like what are they trying to do yeah one 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 goal of these environments like Scratch which MIT which is created MIT Media Lab where you drag and drop these sort of little elements that are like loops and things and but there's no syntax that they can mess like, up to teach you the theory they teach you the theory okay um, our kids are kind of getting the theory already. Right. So it's like, I don't want to spend forever. Okay. Well, here's another way we can show you what a block is. I mean, the kids right. know it, right. They, they get it. Yeah. They get it. So how many times are we going to do that? Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the problems with things like scratch is that it's still like, you've got to move beyond that. Eventually, eventually you've got to write code, right? Eventually you got to write a, a function or an if then or a loop. And if you're going to move beyond, I mean, you're not going to write and, and ultimately want to give them building blocks. It's like, okay, your training wheels are off. You're writing real syntax now. Now you don't want to do it too soon because they get frustrated or they don't understand. That's why we've been doing a lot of these whiteboard games and we've been playing games with like, you know, program your robot and whatever. Right. But, um, I kind of, I have some reservations about spending too much time on stuff like that because it's still not real programming. I mean, I know people can get sort of like semantic, well, well it is programming, it isn't. It's, you know, you're not going to get a, you're not going to write anything outside of a scratch type of thing that's going to do that. I mean, I mean, I mean you're not going right? to make a living at it. You're not going to make a living. You're not going to, you're not going to get any course credit for it. You're not going to build anything. Look, we're not going to be able to program the Arduino board to do some kind of robot thing using scratch. Probably we're going to go Python. Like let's get the kids so that they're functional in something like Python. Right. I mean, it might take us six months to a year to get them there. But if we get them there, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. That is my sense. goal. Yeah. The second thing, the things like Alice and stuff too, is like, let's make it fun, right? Let's get them to think programming is fun. Guess what? They already think it's fun, right? So it's like, oh, we're overselling it. Hey guys, programming is fun. It's like, yeah, we want to do programming. Like, and, and then, but the problem is, is that when you show them stuff that's like, hey, you drag this thing and then all this magic happens. And then later they go back to the, to the command line and they have to write a lot of code to get simple stuff happen. They get frustrated. Right. Okay. So that's it's like, not, I don't know. No, I mean, like, that is a good I mean, it worries me. It's like, okay, well, you know, we did this movie making is really easy and I got all this big payoff and now, and now I'm writing in like I wrote 30 lines of syntax and it like hardly does anything. That's a good point. I'll go, I'll go with that. Those one. are things that make me worry about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there, and it depends on the context and your audience. Some of these environments might be absolutely what you want. What we have is a highly motivated, very intelligent group of kids. I mean, all these kids are gifted and talented. You're talking the top one to two percent IQ wise. They're all very interested. We already got them over a couple of those stumbling blocks. We're kind of making progress. I don't know if I want to backtrack on stuff. Maybe we play around those as like a side game, just like we do games. Like, hey, we play around a little bit with stuff. But I kind of want to make forward progress on Python or whatever. I mean, I don't care if it's Ruby or Python or but just this pick a language. It's relatively simple. Well, what about like a like it. an an IDE? Have you decided on? Maybe moving to an IDE or iPads or something like that. I was going well. See that we can't really iPad because we don't have enough iPads. Okay, and it's just in, 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 unless you have a line in how we're going to get ten to twelve mm. iPads donated. No. no, then you know, okay, it's not really, and you can't really program syntax with these keyboards with any. Yeah, it's just not. I don't think it's really the best way to do it. Um, I think the iPad is great for other types of educational things, but programming, I don't think it's. I don't see how it's going to be a great solution the other thing is so the the options that we have are things like kids ruby mm -hmm. dr python which is kind of like it um hackety hack which you know um uh, philip uh, Monet and some other people had, had have suggested to me 
I think those things are good. The the and I'm gonna give it a hard look tomorrow. I think the thing is, we kind of already got over that hump. Right. I mean, it's a little little irritating, but at least we're over the hump. Okay, now everybody, don't use this anymore. We're gonna use this whole other environment. In a slightly well, but they language. still don't get it. They like not not one of the kids gets the command line thing. Like they they there's no kid in there who would be able to save a new file, go to the command line, type Python space the name of the new file dot py and run it and understand what they were doing like we've had to do that for every kid yeah yeah so i don't know i mean yeah let, we take a, let's take a hard look at that i mean it that is the most frustrating thing because we're trying to teach them four or five things all at one time yeah you're trying to teach them programming concept you're trying to teach them um uh syntax you're trying to teach Where, them what an editor what a file is on a file system you're trying to teach them exactly yeah to te- teaching them file systems and where something is in the file system and that they have to be in the correct directory to run the python and that they have to type python and then the file name and it makes it difficult because every time you enter a new file name it's like causing problems yeah now i agree that's why i was just frustrated it's like i wish i wish we had had that three weeks ago <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I mean, just the idea of installing software on all these machines all over again is just irritating me. It's like, well, but not, but it, it would be quite easy if it's just a single integration environment. Yeah, maybe so. So that's fine. I'll, I'll give it a hard look. Yeah, I'll give it a hard look. I've, although I've had a couple of people complain, suggest that Ruby is not as good to learn as Python, because Ruby is like this modern way to do everything. Where Python, there's like one basic well, way. Maybe Doctor Python then. Yeah, that's what I want to take. I want to take a look, a hard look at Py- Doctor Python, Hackity Hack, and uh, Kids Ruby. So I got the Hackity Hack is Ruby though, right? They're both Ruby. Yeah. Yeah, just look at the Doctor Python one because that's the one that is the language that we've got, and it's a it's an idea. I think that the ones James Robert uh, suggested, but anyway. So, oh, and I'm gonna. Ha- I think I'm gonna start charging. And he got the email from me, so we're gonna start charging. For- I'm gonna start charging forty dollars a month. You're gonna charge the parents? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, because you know it's forty dollars. I mean, okay. A couple things. One, I- I'm paying for everything out of my pocket. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So it's like. You know, it's going to cost me $160 a month just for the space. It's going to charge oh, okay. whiteboards and the power cables and everything. It's going to, you know, three or 400 bucks. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's not the biggest deal in the world, but $40 a month for a parent for doing this is not a big deal, right? I mean, the cheapest activity that you can do yeah. is AYSO soccer. And that's like 120 bucks for it's like two and a half months, three months. So everything else is roughly 50. Anything, if you go take art classes at the Armory or you go take swim lessons over at, at, at Rose Bowl Aquatics or gymnastics at, 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 at Champion Gymnastics. You take the karate studios. I mean, the things are way more expensive. It's $15 an hour at least. So if we're charging, does that mean the helpers get paid? Negative. <laughs> That's a negative there, Ghost Rider. <laughs> thought you might say that. Well, because we're not charging that much. I figure like, I said, I want to charge the minimum amount. That's going to so cover the people costs. feel like, okay, can we cover cost? Buy a little bit of extra money so we can maybe buy some stuff over the next few months. Yeah. And also the parents, that's also a little bit of a commitment. I mean, the parent, all the parents have come to me and said, hey, do you want us to pay for it? Can I just give you some cash now? And I was like, hey, just wait. Just wait a month. Let's make the first month free. So we kind of get make sure this thing is a thing, you yeah. know, that this isn't going to be like a, we're not going to still birth this thing, do like two sessions and like quit. And now I said, all right, it's been a month. We're going into our second month. I think we got a core group. Yeah. I think 40 bucks a month for kid is... A bargain. All the parents seem really psyched about it. Uh, I mean, I think it's fine. And then I think ultimately what I'd like to do, I mean, obviously my big plan is that we don't have a dozen kids, but we have 100, 150 kids and 200 kids age, you know, a multiple age range from eight up through high school that we have our own big instruction space that we can lease out, that we can have 
instructors, guys like CJ who are like college age, really bright computer science who can who can be instructors, and just like when you do club soccer. I mean, all these yeah. guys who are coaches are like college players or just a few years out of college, and they pay them to coach these teams. You know, and yeah. uh, anyway, that's the plan. So the question is, the plan is like, how do we get from having a dozen kids and you know having a, a space that we rent once a week for two hours to how we have like enough that we can get enough income that it can pay for the space. So if we had a hundred kids paying, paying 50 to a hundred dollars a month, cause you could do multiple sessions a week. It'd be, a, it'd be a bigger deal, right? Yeah. It'd be more formal it's a business. It'd be a lot of money. <laughs> so you could actually have a legitimate, you know, off, uh, I don't know if the office space, but a legitimate space. You could have a really cool custom built. Well, I draw the line at, at that many kids because i mean i i won't be able to help that many different oh, sessions no like, no I, no I no, no, one no session a week that's yeah, that's yeah. what i can do well no that's what i'm talking i mean like just like <laughs> just like at these six soccer clubs you coach one team right okay you know it's like you have a lot of you you'd, you'd blow it up it'd be a bigger right. deal right and then we'd have a lot more stuff going on and there'd be you know we'd some would be programming and some would be electronics and some would be physics or whatever all kind of cool stuff we could do all kind of cool stuff Cool. You know, and it would all, but anyway, so that's, but at this point, when I, as I talked about from the beginning, this is our three month experiment. Right. So just like we said, we're going to do, when we started the podcast, we said we're going to do 10 episodes. No matter what. We'll see what happens. Even if it sucks. (laughs) And it did. (laughs) But we kept going. We still, yeah, just to try and get (laughs) better. We're still, we're still Still trying to work it out. But yeah, I think if you go three months, and we'll see at the end of the three months, like, how many kids do we have? Are they committed? Do the parents think it's good? Do we want to work, continue? You know? Yeah. And by the way, you know, the whole thing as far as your involvement, I mean, I don't, I appreciate your involvement. I think it's fun that you're involved, but I don't want you to feel obligated, right? Like, at any point, you're like, hey, this is just too much. I want to do this stuff. That's fine. That's cool. Okay. I mean, it's like, if you want to help out, great. If you're just not feeling it, because I know it's exhausting, right? Well, this now is- I've got friendships with some of those kids, so I have to keep it up. <laughs> Well, yeah. Let's so let's see how it goes. I think it's it's a it's a fun thing. So all right. Well, um, we're, I think we're um, coming yeah, to the yeah. end of the show. So let have me you got any finishing topics that you want to bring up? Yeah. Let me just double check a couple of things. I'm going to think. So oh, um, let me just see. There's a couple of things here. I'm going to do a couple quick things, and then one thing I want to finish up on. Um, uh, there's one cool thing called Ro- Rosalind. It's a platform for learning bioinformatics through problem solving. So it's, it's rosalind.info and I'll put the link up on the, in the show notes, cool. but like they would have like sequences of, um, of uh, DNA, uh, DNA sequences and they would have different types of operations on it. And, you know, like write, write some code that does this. Tra- here's the input. Here's the output. This is what happens when you do this type of a, you know, protein translation or whatever. I thought that was really cool. And this is the kind of stuff would be later we could do with the kids. Like, Hey, yeah. we're teaching them, you know, biology, and we're doing it through writing computer programs to do all kind of cool stuff. This could be like X Men. We're, we're, we're like Xavier. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Except I don't want to be bald in a beard in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. So <laughs> <laughs> we were not bald in a wheelchair, although I wouldn't mind his mind power. But yeah, if we get like an awesome. Uh, That's a great. I love that. X Men. Yeah. That's Catalyst is the new X Men. They're like, it's, exactly. You see, you got these super talented kids. Highly motivated. They'll take over the world. Exactly. That's, That's our billion dollar idea. It's all about impact. Okay. We always talk about like how you impact the world. It's like, dude, go and get the best kids and then you like train them to be like superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's the next subject? <laughs> so, um, okay. Let's think. Okay. Oh, one thing is Alexander pointed out, which is hilarious in the comments. He says, we were inconsistent. I was inconsistent in my complaining about Looper's time travel 
problem, the problems in time travel, you know, that things weren't realistic. I just saw Looper today, actually. Okay. Yeah. So, well, we can't do any, we can't do any spoilers. Right. Is, but, and, and he was absolutely right. It's like, we sort of take it for granted that Battlestar Galactica or Star Wars, it's like you can hear, like you can actually hear in Star Wars, like these spaceships, there's no sound in space and like... Apparently, gravity isn't an issue, right? It's like there's really gravity in the spaceship. I yeah. mean, it's just it's a million and one things. He could like, that's BS. That's not yeah. how space is. Yeah. That wouldn't work. And he, he gave some really funny examples in his comment. And it's true. You know, but I, I, one thing I was trying to explain in my response to it is like, okay, so the thing is, though, I guess it, to some degree or another, as a kid, I've internalized all those. Is like, I know those aren't true, but I just go with it. Yeah. Right? Okay, so space, we know, like, warp drive, faster than travel, faster than, like, you know, FTL drives or whatever. And, you know, it's whatever. We just kind of, we just kind of say, okay, fine. We'll just, we're just going to go with that, even though there's suspension of disbelief. But when they do time travel, because there isn't a, there's more of a consistent set of standards, like, okay, we've all kind of agreed as a society, as yeah. a science fiction audience, that this is sort of acceptable, that we go and we start thinking about it, like, huh, wait a minute. So, like, he does this, he can come back, you know, we just start thinking about it. And then we get well, frustrated when, when it doesn't make sense to us. When we finished watching Looper today, we were talking about it and we realized that actually Georgie's dad came up with a scale. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a scale that goes like this. Back to the Future uh -huh. <laughs> is number one. That's the most understandable. Then Looper and then Inception. <laughs> That's the level of understanding. Of course, that was in time travel. I know, was, not, but uh, it's still, it's like this, these kind of mind-bending movies. Like, right. how can you understand it? Yeah, now time uh, I would say, and on a logarithmic scale, it's like you know. But Back like, to the Future is the one that makes the most sense. It makes no sense whatsoever, but yeah, it, it's understandable. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Although Terminator as well. Right, right. Oh, so um, I started. Uh, you know, I told you I started my men's soccer team back up. Cobalt. Yeah, yeah. Back, I we had our first game. You won. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, oh, dude, easy. I brought the ringers out. You know, it was yeah. it was it was really cool because a lot of guys who hadn't played on the team in five or six years, guys who had, was Matt there, Mark there, Mark. Yeah, no, Mark. Uh, Mark is he's going to be out of town for the next few months, okay. consulting gig, so he couldn't really do it all that he wanted to. But uh, you know, it was like it was all like a bunch of who's who. <laughs> we play it was like ringers and it was funny so like i got out there and, and like i'm talking to the league manager because he's trying to like you know it was our first team in the first time that we're in this league and we're trying to sort out the registrations and then and they're like oh wait you're cobalt and like the referee's like oh cobalt oh the famous cobalt of c wow you know yeah. he's in, and your people probably know cobalt here and i was like wow that's kind of cool like, <laughs> like our reputation has preceded us nice. it, it is interesting like when you do something and achieve a level of success like the memory sticks around yeah. Like all these people in the soccer community, they know about Cobalt. Like, you know, you, you know, people who have never met are aware of it. They knew the reputation. They knew that we were done. So it was kind of cool getting that recognition. And, and then it was fun watching the game. So like, we didn't even have a keeper. We had no subs and our forward had pulled his groin, but we just, uh, his, his hamstring. Cause so who, who was in goal? Yeah, I just took random. I'm like, hey, hey, Ryan. I'm like, guess what? He's like, what? I'm like, your keeper. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, just play 10 minutes and then you can just pick someone randomly. He can go. He's like, oh, okay. but you still won, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, just it was easy. We, it was we, a walk we, in the we, park. we tore him a new one. I mean, it was, it was, well, because these guys are awesome. I mean, like, these guys are like, half of them have played professional. Right. Okay. And the other half are like, like, Vandy was captain of the, of the Stanford team. You know, you, Jack played professional in Brazil. Um, you know, um, whatever i mean these guys these guys these guys are pro they're and they're the all still fit and they're, they're all super fit and fast they're, they're any foo of soccer right 
of amateur. So, so it was funny. And the other team was just kind of like, oh, crap. Like, you know, they're like running around chasing our guys and our guys. Yeah. So it was just so much fun. I didn't play because I'm still just kind of recovering from injury. I'm, I'm gonna, hopefully I'm going to play this week. But um, it was it was fun to get it back. So it's like, you're like, why do it? And I'm like, because that was awesome. Yeah. You know, nice. it's just, it's just, and then seeing all these guys who, who are, are really interesting guys I mean, they're all doing really, you know, really cool things. One guy is a, um, he's a PhD in uh, biology. He's doing, uh, you know, like the breast cancer research, but they're doing like custom um, genetic based medicine yeah. um, stuff. And another guy is assistant district attorney uh, in yeah. LA. You know, I, I would, It'd be really interesting. I, I probably I can't talk about a lot of the stuff to who people he's prosecuting and some things. I was like, wow, wow that's really interesting. I'll tell you wow. offline. I wish I could talk about it, but I probably wouldn't be cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's interesting. That's like when you do like when you do things outside of your normal routine and you meet other people. It's just like life gets more interesting, right? And you run into different kinds of people. So that's what was that that kind of wraps up the show nicely because that's how we started. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to um, talk about here, let me do a quick cool thing here is um just going through my list make sure there wasn't anything that i completely missed but um uh cory moss emailed us asking us about how to send a huge number of emails mm -hmm. like he has a cron job that runs he's like ten thousand emails to send and why don't you sum it up what was the story and what was your suggestion well but the basic suggestion was to move away from cron and move towards a, a worker system so basically a worker queue. So there, and there's this one called Gearman, um, but he found another one. I, don't, I don't remember, can't remember the name or found. But offloading the actual concept of sending the emails to a completely separate machine and separate system to the concept of just marking the, ta the table rows that, mm -hmm. they, that the email was sent. So now all his script, so his script before was like selecting a thousand email, basically a thousand email addresses from a table and marking them as win processing them and then going through a loop and sending those emails. But now what he's going to do is he's going to select a thousand emails and he's just going to mark them and then just send the actual processing of the whole thing to some other system, subsystem. Okay. So that, so like the main controller of it mm -hmm. is, is different to what sends it out. And has he done it? Has he followed up on it? Uh, I don't. He hasn't. He hasn't completed the work, but that's the, that's the direction he's going to move into. Yeah. Cause I, I, I offered kind of like a quick and dirty, like, okay, you know, just right. do a query, get all the list, mark them, write them to a text file in case things fail. If you're, if you're worried about some kind of hits, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're as, as sort of like a, a, you know, sort of a quick. And so I came, I came like a quick and dirty, like a street fighting. Right, right. Sure. But yours was a more, yours was a more um, uh, um, well architected. Well, the, the thing about the worker queue is like yeah. you, you send like because his script was circling through a thousand emails and sending a thousand in one go. But with a worker script, you basically say um, you, you create a thousand jobs. Mm -hmm. So each job then is, it has its own responsibility. So, you know, that's the basic way with programming. You break everything up as small as possible, mm -hmm. give everything as small a responsibility as possible, and it's going to be more. One homogenous sort of yeah. systems. Now, I thought, I mean, after reading yours, I'm like, yeah, actually, his is probably a better solution. <laughs> I mean, mine was like, like, like you could write that in like 20 minutes. Right, right. And right. like, you don't have to set up different machines or learn anything. Well, that's what he was, I think he was already working that way. Yeah. And I yeah. kind I think, I think the solution offer would, would have solved his problem. Um, and it would have been resilient to failure, but I don't think it was as sort of industrial strength as what you had suggested with the gear. Man. That was pretty slick. Thank you very much. So good stuff. So I was like, after I read yours, I'm like, nah, yeah, go with Justin's. <laughs> 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 it's just fun. Use gear, man. That's pretty cool. Um, 
But all right, I guess that's a wrap. I I, I promised Sandy I'd get home at a decent time so I can grab dinner. We can have dinner tonight and all right. watch a little bit of the Sunday night football game. Awesome. Well, so uh, I will uh, I will edit this up and send it to you and um we'll get see. out tomorrow sometime. Yeah. And we'll see you on Tuesday, and we'll make up. Catalyst. We'll make up, you know, after our big argument. We'll make up after this show. Do we have an argument? Do we have an argument? Maybe. <laughs> Do we have an argument? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll find it in the show notes. All right, that's a wrap. We're out. Yeah.